You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Wednesday night, March 15th, 2023, coming at you from the pod cave. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com, where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head. I am the man with the award-winning beard, and I'm going to go around the room here and introduce this cast of characters we got going on. First of all, from the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, a man who loves women's wrestling. And he has the golden shovel with him tonight. And, and pals, it, we're going to start off hot with the shoot bear because he's breaking out the golden shovel here tonight. Mr. Rob, how are you? Well, all things considered, okay. <laughs> it's, this one's a big one. This, one, this one's personal to Rob, and we're going to get into that one here in just a minute. But I want to introduce, last but never, ever, ever least, Bucky's tag team partner, Hailing from the Purple Haze in Cloud Nine, a man destined to go through a barber shop window and a retail worker, I think. No, no. <laughs> no not a retail no. worker anymore. Okay, not the retail work is done. Glorious, glorious re- retail retirement. And, ah, retail and- retirement. He is he's got a real job. He was messaging us earlier and he's like, I'm home by five thirty. I don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, the Pot shop was not was not quite. Uh, I'll just leave it at this. It wasn't a good fit. I have no ill will towards them or anything like that. It just wasn't quite what we were looking for. Um, and I think they were looking for somebody a little different. So it didn't quite work out. Totally okay. Still shop there. Still love those guys. Uh, and so I did take up another opportunity that had been coming my way um, from an old customer of mine at Verizon. So I did yeah. end up taking that. that and uh, it it is so far so good. It, it, I'm on day you know day three now, okay. um, and we're rocking and rolling. So I'm just doing sales for a plumbing company, man, and, and working in an office and like talking like adults and stuff. It's very very weird. I, I like to see how the other side lives. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we sometimes the grass ain't always greener on the the regular working side, but you got to find something that fits. You got to find something that, you know, not only financially takes care of you, but, you know, if you're not mentally and emotionally satisfied with it, the money's not going to matter. Yeah. The the long and short of it is that the, at the pot shop, I probably would have had to be a glorified clerk for a long time before I moved myself up. And that was kind of not well, how it was presented at the beginning. Um, so, hey, it's all right. They have uh, a lower, lower ceiling than they originally promised you. I think so, um, and I wasn't going to stick around to find out, especially with this other opportunity knocking at my door. So I was like, all right, you know what? Time to make the tough call, um, you know, make the make the adult call and get out of the fun industry and go into the boring stuff for a little bit more money and probably a lot more peace of mind. Uh, hey, 
so, as yeah, the saying as the saying goes, man, bet on yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's dentist stuff, but it's literally just customer service and sales that all my skills are transferable. It's talking to people and solving problems. That's what I do. Excellent. Good. Good. Well, good luck with that and hopefully this uh hopefully this bears more fruit than the last one did. I know that was a big move yeah. for you going from Verizon to the pot store and for it I'm I'm disappointed for you that it didn't end up being yeah. what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm not even and like I'll put it like this. If, imagine it was your I think I used this analogy before, but imagine you were like, "You know what? I really have always been fascinated by the restaurant industry. I want to try it out." I want to, you know, dip my toes in the water, and I've always been fascinated by it from a distance. I had some, and then they go, great, you're starting your first day at the Chili's in Times Square. Oh, that sounds awful. You know, it's, <laughs> it's awful. I mean, oh, I was thrown in there, and they were moving a million miles a minute already, and they were like, yep, you're going to be in this corner. You're going to learn this backwards and forwards, which I totally understand their their methods, but just not for me. So, right. so we go, and... Peace and love to everybody. All right. Well, we are coming in here tonight with no real agenda other than one big thing that Rob wanted to talk about. Other than that, we're going to kind of call things in the ring here tonight, as we (laughs) sometimes do. I think sometimes the show flows a little better when we don't have a plan. But starting off tonight, I'm going to turn the floor over to Rob in just a moment as he's going to break out the golden shovel. Uh, Rob talked a few weeks back. He's had a lot of big things coming up that he was excited about this weekend. He... And like I said, I told you guys at the start of the show, this one was personal. If you followed this show for any length of time, you know, you know the genius's affinity for the Queen Charlotte Flair. And this weekend, Rob went to a meet and greet. And this is where I'm going to hand the floor over to Rob because it did not go according to plan. Uh, Mr. Rob, take over and tell us what happened, man. Okay, so let me start off saying a big fuck you to Fitterman Sports and a bigger fuck you to Big Event New York. Okay. Let me start off there. All right. Okay. So, all right, I had everything planned. And it was, (laughs) I mean, it was, look, I was going to, it was in New York City. It's a few hours away. I'll take the train up there, do the thing, and come back and be back home. In time for dinner, right? Pretty simple, right? Because I've been to, I've been to a million conventions, and these things are you—they're not that difficult to do. You know, they usually, you, you know, I mean, you maybe wait in line for an hour, okay. But other than that, I mean, it's usually you know things go usually fine, and so it was scheduled to start at eleven o'clock. Now, again, I've been to a bunch of conventions, right? And if they're supposed to start, if the person is supposed to start meeting folks, whatever, at 11, then, you know, you you can get there like at 1030. And normally, and, you know, you go in, they have, you know, they line you up, you know, this line for, because uh, she was there, Cody was there, and Edge was there. And Rick was there also, but he was like, as part of his own separate thing. All right. So, but normally, okay, so they, so they had three WWE people there under this Fitterman sports thing or whatever. And, okay, so normally, you know, most conventions, they would, you know, they would form a line over here for Edge, a line over here for Cody, and a line over here for Charlotte, right? 
I mean, I've been to a million conventions. That's what they do. All right. And this place, first of all, I goes, okay, so I get there at 1030 and they're not even letting people in yet. There's a line, there's this long ass line out the door at 1030. They're not even letting people in yet. And first, and first of all, they had this convention in this in a hotel. Well, they should have had it in a damn convention hall, but they had it in this hotel that was too damn small. And they had like one table with like two or three people at the at the door. And then, oh, and first there's nothing. Okay, so, all right. Normally, if you go, you know, if it's at a convention, you go to, you know, the convention has a website. You get everything there. You get your admission to the convention, and you get you can buy your little meet and greet ticket there. Also, this thing, this Fitterman Sports, these idiots, like they, they have their site where you get a ticket for the meet and greet, and nothing for the actual convention itself. <clears throat> so you, so if unless you looked around and were like, okay, you didn't even know that you had to get a damn ticket to get in, and then they had a line outside the door at ten thirty. Wouldn't even let people oh, in. No. All right, and it's cold outside, and by the time we got in, it was after eleven. It was like eleven thirty when we got inside. Okay. Jesus. So then I had to buy a damn ticket to you know to get in, and of course they don't. They it's either cash or you got a cash app them one and like so they don't even like a card reader. These 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 low rent idiots. And then, so sounds like in, sloppy shops so far. Yeah, oh, it's, it, that, that's 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 a nice way of putting it. So these idiots from Fitterman Sports, all right, you you ordered you like so you could go online and you could pay for it and order your ticket for the meet and greet. They don't send. They didn't send you a ticket. Oh, they didn't God. even send you an email where you could print out a ticket. No. <laughs> you, you had to get you had to go to will call at the damn convention. Oof. Uh, Quick question. But now, but you keep that, oh, but saying convention. Was this attached to a convention or was this just was. a just a, a meet and greet? What convention? It, it, was, it was attached to a, uh, the big event in New York. It was attached to that. Okay. What and, big event? Yeah, well, and, yeah, this should have been more like the shit event, not the big event. Uh <laughs> What kind so, of an event, Rob? Because I'm I'm wrapping my head trying to figure out what kind of event wrestlers would have been at. Well, well, it turns out this was like a convention for like wrestlers from all over the place. Okay, oh. I got you. All right, now and now I'm just, putting the pieces together. So I guess and then WWE through this Fitterman Sports people booked, you know, they booked Cody Edge and Charlotte for this thing. Okay, stop. All right. So yeah, hey, Bucky, I understand. Yeah, this is <laughs> Bucky's but, pissed about this already. So, we get inside, and they have one line. One line. They don't split people up to take them to different places. They have one line. We are in the one line for several hours. Jesus. Okay. Rob, what's happening at the front of that line? I am dying to know. I've been wanting to ask you this. But okay, like, well, are they taking like, let's say I'm next and they go, I'm like, okay, I'm here for Cody. And then they just go, great. We'll wait until Cody has an opportunity. Meanwhile, Charlotte's just standing there. Is that what's I, happening? I think so. 
Holy shit, man. Because they, they had one line. And 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 they didn't have enough people working there. And they so there's this one line, and we're in this line for hours. And then yeah. we finally get upstairs to where the this, this thing is. And then, you know... You have to get. Then they have a they have a table with like one or two people sitting there, and then you gotta get your ticket from them. Oh my god! And so we're in line for hours and hours and hours. I had to look. I had I had to cancel my train back home twice. Jesus <sighs> Christ! Okay. And I had to call my kid's mother to come over here and bring the kids over here to make sure the cat was okay. Cause I figured I was just going to be gone a few hours, you know, and I can leave Kitty here. No big deal. And I fed her in the morning and then, you know, I'd be back in late afternoon. No problem. How'd so that I had, conversation go, by the way? I'm oh, sure that conversation was, was it, No, it was, it was fine. I mean. Oh, good. Look, we, we get along other than, you know, as, you know, as long as the subject of, you know, you know well, why am I going to get into all that? But <laughs> we, get, we, we get along fine. So that wasn't a big deal. But still, um, so we're in line for hours and hours. And hours. And we finally get up there. And then. Can you see them yet? Can you see Cody? And well, well, I, well, I, well, we saw Cody arrive when we were outside. No, that's cool. Okay. Um, but we finally get up there. And. Sorry, guys. She's gone. Oh, Jesus. I think at that point, I may have snapped. I mean, yeah. I almost did, and you know, and and um, yeah, I, you know, and at that point, I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like, what do you mean she's gone? Like, yeah, where'd you going? Like, y'all didn't tell nobody. Y'all just waited till we got up here, and then you're gonna. I mean, if you knew she had to leave, you couldn't have just came. You, 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 you could have came, you had one line, you could have, you could have sent somebody down to grab people out of the line, say, okay, she's got to go in half an hour. If you're in line for her, let's go. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how, I mean, that's that how it's some... worked at conventions I've been to. If somebody suddenly has to leave or we're getting close to that time, it's like, okay, let's loop up, let's round up everybody we can. And like, and what? first of all, you don't have people waiting in one line for three different people. Well, right, there is that. And it, but so we were in line for hours and hours and hours. And by the time we we got up there, she was gone. And yeah. and so, okay, well, you're gonna give me a fucking refund. You yeah. think? Well, well, yeah. And then so that, I mean that's not a problem. But well, I mean refund people for the ticket, okay, fine. But motherfucker, I'm out way too much money for Amtrak, you know, and. Yeah. That's just, you know, just, I just lit that on fire got. like the Joker, basically. You yeah. know, um, but it's thanks not for about nothing. money, Rob. It's about sending a message. And Fetterman Sports was sending you a message. Yeah. You're not and, welcome here. And basically, from, and from what I heard, she actually stayed longer than, well, she did stay longer than she was supposed to. Of course so, she did. So she was only supposed to be there like an hour or two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and We know, and she's so goddamn wonderful, Rob. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, why he was in line for hours and, and hours and hours. And if, you're, and if you're asking why would I spend that much money on, uh, you know, 
on Amtrak and go up to New York City from here and, and all of that. Why would no, I do no, this? No, no, joy need, joy needs no explanation. Fuck you. If you're if you're even wondering why, 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 Rob, in any sort of seriousness, no. Joy needs no explanation. My friend was going to get some joy. There you go. Well, there you go. There you have it. And it, right, I mean, because I was yeah, well, I was going to explain, but you know what? That's enough. Right. I mean yeah, it's enough for me, man. And and yet and and so you know, you know what I should have done? I should have just bought a fucking ticket to Madison Square Garden for the next for the show yeah. the next night. Yeah, God, you're going, already instead there. Of my, instead of wasting my time with fitter and sports and big event in New York, I should have just bought and, a ticket to Madison Square Garden instead. And I was gonna say, between how much you probably spent for the meet and greet and the ticket, you probably could have got pretty decent seats at MSG. Yeah. Um well, actually, especially if you went solo. You know, if you got just a single, you could get super close, I bet. Yeah. And so oh. You know, these motherfuckers. And th- this was, I'm sorry, this was the most unprofessional ass shit I've ever seen at a convention. And I've been to a bunch of conventions. Okay. And mm. like, um, this is incredible. I mean, what in the hell? So and, you've met Charlotte before, right? Yeah, it was back in 2017. Cause I have a picture of my, my, my uh, Twitter avatar is a picture of me with her and Shinsuke Nakamura. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Um, that was back in 2017. And who's the, who's the Bobo who didn't sell a uh, combined sh- uh, Rhodes Flair photo? Oh, that's another Money one. Money on the table. Money I mean, on the table. Yes. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, somebody. Rob, Rob would have like been like, hey, Miles, do you need both of your kidneys? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yes, exactly. Um, but um, it's just, it, I mean, just it pissed me off to no end again because, yeah, uh, most of the. I don't go to Awesome Con every year. It's an it's a big convention in DC. And actually, the guy who runs it is on Twitter, uh, Ben Penrod. Uh, you probably seen, you might have seen him. He he's a regular. He's on Twitter and he tweets about stuff a lot. And I, I follow him. And he runs Awesome Con every year. And I go there almost every year. And I have gone to meet and greets for people who are much bigger stars than any professional wrestler. Okay, and. <laughs> Um, one has to think that they're not going to use these promote these guys as as their as their meet and greet promotions anymore. I hope not, because or at the very least, if these folks reach out and say, "Hey, we're doing a thing," you know, would you like to send some talent? They're going to be like, "Uh, no, we'll pass." And I would hope so, because I'm because you know I, I haven't I've been thinking of the angry email to send. I just haven't I I I haven't done it yet because. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still at the point where I would be typing "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," and "fuck you." You more. beat me to it, Rob, because you uh, we're only ten minutes into this episode, and I think you have collectively dropped more f bombs in the last ten to fifteen minutes of this show than I think you've dropped in its entirety since you and I have been together. <laughs> and you know, because and then when, when they said she was gone, I immediately you know I was angry, but then I immediately thought like when, when I was when I was in line outside and when I was in line inside for a while. Um, there was like a girl who was there with her mother and oh, she had like a replica of both women's titles. And, you know, I was just chatting with her mom a little bit and her mom said she'd wait like three years to do this. Oh. So I immediately started hoping to thinking like, Oh my God, I hope she got in there. Cause look, you know, I mean, I'm not, of course I'm pissed off as hell, yeah. but you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not a kid. This is me. You know? Yeah. You're, you're a grown man who's been waiting <clears throat> like five years for this. It's a little different than a little girl who's waiting three. 
And also, and yeah, and and it means you know, and so thankfully, I saw like uh, the one of the pictures that got posted on Twitter, or Instagram was that uh, was the girl in the line. So I was like, okay, well, good. Yeah, nice. But you know, but well, you know, fuck you, motherfuckers. Okay. Because <laughs> no, he is on one tonight, man. Because <laughs> this, I mean, I'm, this was. We've well, <laughs> been planning this for a while. I feel like we've been talking about this for at least a month or two. How do you have this... one line? This is what you do. This is this is like all you your you do. It's like if my new company and and I turned to a guy and was like, "Hey, we have to change this guy's pipes." And he'd be like, and he looks at me like, "What's a pipe?" It's like, "Dude, you're a plumbing company." Yeah. It's like you're a convention company. You're a you're a meet and greet company. Yeah. How do you not have this figured out? It's not that hard. No. It, it really isn't and it's it's just you don't have one line for three people. No. You don't. It's <laughs> stupid. Uh, I mean, and, and you shouldn't. And you shouldn't have the the people who are there. You shouldn't. They shouldn't be stuck there for you know, a couple of extra hours just you know because they're being nice. Right. I mean, if if they're supposed to be there from eleven to one, then you know they should. Then you're supposed to get everybody that that has bought a ticket. You're supposed to be able to get all their people through between eleven and one, so they can yeah. they can go do whatever they need to do. Okay, so I'm trying to <clears throat> I'm trying to put the whole time thing into perspective. Dark side of this for a second. Well, not the dark side, but like you say all that, Rob, and then I I, I have two minds about it. I'm like because you see guys like Stephen Amell and like at these geek conventions and like, you know, Will Wheaton and, you know, these guys who are like Holy grail nerd people who just spend all day at the meet and greet table. They leave with, I am not joking with you, trash bags of money. Oh yeah. And I am not using that term as like a catch all or anything like that. I saw John Barrowman leaving PAX East with a like a a kitchen size one, not not the big dumpster one, but like a you know a nice little uh, bathroom size you know trash bag, right? Of cash. Oh yeah, I I watched an interview one time with Brent Spiner, and he was talking about the the cast of the Next Generation. He's like, he basically he looked at the fans and looked at the camera. He's like, please don't send us money. He's like, because I guess there are people that actually do that. I guess they think because they're not making the show anymore, oh, that these okay. people don't have residuals coming in, that they're not getting con money. And Brent Spiner was like, please don't send me money. I make plenty of money. I don't need your money. <laughs> Keep it. Oh, because oh, this, this, this is one one funny thing from this whole thing, because uh, I heard we heard Rick in the background talking to the people saying he wanted his, he, you know, he wanted to get paid his advance. <laughs> of course he did. And, and, and he said how much was it? $100,000. Oh, oh! I believe it. And and you know what? I was like, you know what, Rick? Given the, the these assholes here, get your fucking money. <laughs> you better get your money. You better get paid up front, man. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, brother. I got no problem with it. Make sure they pay you, man, because these motherfuckers are something else. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chris. So let me let me wrap my head around the time investment. You know, aside from the fact that you've been planning this and you've been excited about this for what feels like a couple of months now. So you told us you were going to get up at what around seven seven thirty to get on the train. Uh, I caught oh I caught the train at seven. You caught o'clock, the train so. at seven. Got into the city. Now 
where the train dropped you off, how far was the convention from where they dropped you off? It was about a half hour in the Uber. Uh, so, wow. So that's still another, you know, the 30 minutes ride from, yeah. from the drop off. And then you're in line for hours and hours and hours. What time did you eventually get back to, because you're near DC. Um, well, I mean, I'm, you, near, I'm near Baltimore. So. Baltimore. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So what time did you get actually walk in your front door? It was like almost nine o'clock. Jesus Christ. 14 hours and nothing. And I mean, and shoot, I, I hell, I could have called, you know, I could have messaged Ike and just hung out with him. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And and look, I next time, but next time I'm up there, we're going to hang out or something, man. Okay. Yeah, you got to get together and, with Ike. Ike's our boy. My bad, because look, I didn't, I didn't send you a message because I thought I was going to be in and out in a couple of hours, and you know, I didn't think I was going to be up there very long. Um. Yeah, once but, it got to around dinner time, I would have been like, "Fuck it, I'm going somewhere nice for dinner, and then I'm going home." Yeah. Well, well, because um, because I got like the five o'clock train to come home, and by the time you know, we were told it was too, you know, she was gone. It was yeah. like three o'clock. So I just, God I just, bless, man. Oh, see, yeah, no, dude, so the, went, the last time, whenever you last rescheduled your train, I would have been like, fuck it. And I would have got like an 11 o'clock train done. Like I'm making something out of this day. Cause it's well, clearly, if, yeah. well, if I, if I didn't have, well, but, if I didn't have a cat here, then <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You got, you yeah. got responsibilities when you're, yeah, I, you, you know, know but um, otherwise, and so it was just, I mean, yeah, just. But yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like an entirely wasted trip. Like that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, like at least I got dinner. I don't know. Fuck. Why well, ate it? You know. Well, I just ate something at the um, train. The Penn station. station. Yeah, Penn Station. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Because at that point, I was yeah, I was tired. I was like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah when you're tired, anything will do. Like a, a hell, a yeah. damn gas station sandwich will do. When you're tired and you just want to get home. Yeah, man. So I sorry, mean, Rob. That was a that's a that, that is that's a bummer because I know you were looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, well, I yeah, it, it it sucks, and you know, I was yeah, I was just really pissed off about it, <laughs> and I <laughs> still am, you know, um, because it, I mean, it it was completely avoidable, like yeah, I mean, it it was, and all you had to do was just split up the line. Not have people on one line, and yeah. it's like it's not that difficult. It really isn't. Make a line for Cody. Make a line for Charlotte. Make a, yeah, it's not hard, guys. And That's everybody insane. could have been out of there in you know an hour or two. And, and you could have got cycled more people to each person, and each person might have walked out with an extra little trash bag. Yeah, it would have been a win, 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 win. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, <sighs> well, so, hopefully next time around you go to a meet and greet, they'll have it a little bit better, a little bit better organized. Yeah. And, um, and I would say, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, well, when we all go to Philly, we should go to access and we should, we should look at who the meet and greet photos are at access. And we should really try to get a, a mindless wrestling pod with like, I don't know, Shinsuke, a mindless wrestling photo with a, just somebody we all like or something. Absolutely. Yeah, I, dude, oh. I'm still, we're still working on the WrestleMania thing for, for next year. Yeah. Um, I may jump oh, it's, on. It's happening. I'm, I'm going, I'm now willing, like, we we have officially, like, put everything in motion. We are good. I think yeah. we've reserved a hotel. 
Um, well, same we've, we've talked about it, and team is down. Like it's and just I'm, that I just need to wait on tickets to go on sale. Understand that I'm just going to will this to happen now. Yeah, all three of us are going to WrestleMania. Yeah, Not we're going to make it happen. If that, we've, if got that's my 13, we've got 13 months. If that's Again, my moment. Yeah. As soon as it was announced, it basically forced me in Rob's hand because we're like, okay, well, we can get there in two seconds. Yeah. About about seven different ways. Yeah. yeah. It's a little and, bit more uh, of a trip for me, but it, it is. But we're still gonna make it happen. LA. Still better than LA. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. But easier, easier flight than LA. Is. Yeah, but mindless yeah. mania twenty twenty four is definitely happening. So. But got a story to share with you guys, and I don't. Maybe not. You know what? I, I, this one I'm going to do off the air because I don't want this one to get okay. get me into get me into, <laughs> get me into trouble. So I'll tell you guys this one off air when we're done. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll save it and That's keep a, it for the uh, for the YouTube well, uh, for the YouTube show. We'll sanitize it for you. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's nothing. It's nothing raunchy or anything. It just. A thing happened. I was at speaking of conventions. I was at a convention for my job. Uh, our electronic medical record, the company that uh, manufactures that, they had a big convention in Orlando. I went and I took some classes to help try and streamline our our, our processes and everything like that. And they they did a, a, a kind of a nice dinner for everybody on Thursday night, and then they did something on Friday night, and some shenanigans <laughs> ensued on Friday night that. Uh, I found myself in a, in, a, in a weird situation, and it was it was pretty funny. So I was texting were Tina fellow, about it. Pro- fellow professionals and alcohol were they involved? Yes, and yes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and now everyone understands why the story can't make the podcast. There you go. Right. What? What? I'll leave you with a teaser. I I, I don't want the mouse house to come and find me. Let's just leave it. Let's leave it there, and I'll tell you guys at the oh, end okay. of the episode. <laughs> I'll tell you guys off air. Okay, Steph, they they can be rough, man. So I understand. All right. Before we get into the next segment, I want to encourage you and invite you to go over to the prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot there. After listening to us in your ears for over two years, you can now wear us on your body. That's right. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast has an official t-shirt on the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go check that out. Pick up a t-shirt. All three of us had some input on it. I think it's a great design. Pick it up. Pick one up for your friends. Now let's get into some wrestling talk. Uh, we, 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 let Rob, we let Rob bury people with the shovel. Let's talk some wrestling. I want to talk. Um, let's talk some Monday Night Raw. Want to talk a little bit of uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. And um, this is the match that a lot of people were questioning why it was happening. Um, even even fewer, you know, a few people seem to be interested in it. I know collectively, I think we were, it, if nothing else, curiously excited for this match. DJ, I have to jump in here and say when we say people. We're curiously excited. People were this, and people were apprehensive. People, whatever. We mean the IWC. We do not mean fans of wrestling or WWE <clears throat> or fans of fun. Well, like, or that, yeah. You know, if people dumped all over the match, and I think we established pretty early on that this this is not about a quality, you know, six stars in the Tokyo Dome wrestling match. This this whole program is being built up to one. Singular moment, yes. possibly two. 
Because Possibly two, Wanda, but definitely one that WWE will use, as Jason put last episode, WWE will use as part of their video packages until well past our time on this planet. Yep. And that is Brock Lesnar F5-ing Omos. Yes. Yep. Um, so we had the first real face-to-face with these guys uh, Monday night. And I- I'll be honest, um, it felt flat. I- I'm... I didn't dislike it. I'm still excited for the match. The the segment itself felt a little flat, but Rob pointed out earlier, it's doing numbers. Yeah. Doing numbers, man. So, yeah. So let me, let me, let me, uh, so I have a few different things to point to here. All right. But as of right now, uh, from as of eight o'clock, well, last time I checked, it was six 30. So I can, all right, but so let's see. Was as of as of eight o'clock, it has. Where are you okay? Ah, here it is. And, Ooh, anticipation is killing me. Okay, yes, as of eight o'clock, it has one million one hundred forty-eight thousand views on the WWE's YouTube channel. So that's even up from when it was an hour and a half ago. Yes. So an hour and a half ago, it had uh, had one one point one three four million. So it has it. It'll be it'll get over two million. I'm mean, not two million. It'll get, it'll get to one point two million before the night's over. Um, and from all the all the videos, the the next highest one from Monday's episode has doesn't have six hundred thousand. So it's doubling up everything else from Monday night's episode. That's a huge gulf. And that's odd because I thought Raw was really good. Well, like, it, Cody um, Rhodes and LA Knight had a hell of a match. They had a great segment with Finn and um, and uh, Edge. Yeah. Well, because see, the, the thing is with a lot of these, when it comes to like the views on the YouTube channel, um, there, there are different reasons why something will blow up or, or not. And... Like certain things, like just promo segments, generally don't do a lot of views, unless some a big fight breaks out and something astronomical happens. Uh, they're they're different things. Look, I've been studying these things for like over a year now, and I it would take me forever to explain it. But there there are reasons why certain things don't get a lot, um, and then sometimes sometimes it's surprising. Um, even now, like oh, like there are times where you expected something to get more than it did, but in this case. Um, this falls right in the wheelhouse of things that get a lot of views (laughs) and it has doubled up everything and from Monday night. And now I can also want to take you back to a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It was a few weeks ago on February 27th on the episode of Monday night raw, the highest rated quarter hour of the show. Because I, I subscribe to Russell Nomics now, so they they get the quarter hour stuff. Um, you know, it takes them a little while, but they get. But the the highest rated quarter hour of Monday Night Raw from February twenty seventh, from eight thirty to eight forty five, Brock Lesnar MVP live promo. Yeah. Okay. And. That I mean, and it's and 
I'm let me tell you, after after this, they, they had 1.965 million viewers. I mean, is that where it topped out? <clears throat> oh no, that was the, that was the quarter hour. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, no, but that's where the show topped out. Yeah. Because let me tell you, after it was over, it dropped from 1.965 million to 1.789 million. So they lost 200,000. People people checked the hell out right. after that was over. Okay. See you later. That, that means that's what they came for. Okay. <laughs> that's what it means. Yep. When 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 something when you have that big of a drop off, it's usually because that's you know the for a lot of people they got the thing that they came for and they're done, they're done. for the night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so and imagine eight forty five. Don't forget, folks. No, not everybody who watches this show who loves WWE and yeah, they probably love it as much as we do. They just don't have a friggin' podcast about it. Right. That's how a lot of people consume Raw. You know, they check in on their favorite characters. They check it. Why? Because they have 15 other hobbies. Yes. You know? So they were the highest rated thing on February 27th on the show. And again, when, when they were done, a whole lot of people, that was their night. <laughs> that was their night and, of wrestling. Okay. Now, Rob, if we say all this, and I will tell you that, yes, a people are a lot more excited for Omas and Brock Lesnar than the IWC would let you believe. However, I will tell you that those videos did so damn well because they have the words Brock Lesnar in them. Yes. And well, that's, so like, that's so, the point so we're making here. We, but, well, well, we, I, but, but I also, I mean, we're trying to make the point that people are excited for this. And it's like, well, maybe not in specificity, Omas and Brock Lesnar. Maybe people are just excited for Brock, Brock Lesnar as well, they um, are every single time. Funny how you bring that up because I can point you to a few videos from last year. Please yeah. do. That featured, did, did not feature Brock Lesnar, but did feature Omas. And? All right, let me. How did, how did the Nigerian giant do? Okay, let's. On his own. On his own. These are, now I haven't, um, these are as of the last time I checked. So, mm-hmm. which which means that the number I'm reading you right now is low. Probably lower than what it would <laughs> okay. be. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, and where are you? Okay, so, Omar. Okay, here we go. From January 3rd of last year. Okay. Omos versus AJ Styles. Four million views. Now, if you're okay. thinking well, AJ Styles is a big deal, so okay. Not All that right. big of a deal. From, for a from, random match with a from from yeah. March of last year. Okay, if you think if, if you want to pass it off and say, well, it was AJ Styles. Okay, from March of last year. Omos versus Commander Aziz, who is not a big name. Okay. Who is not a name, oh, period, hey. right now, is he? Ain't a whole lot of people tuning in to know WWE to watch Commander Aziz. Okay, he's on a milk carton right now. But yeah, he's well, he's in the warehouse down there in uh, <laughs> wherever the pizza is. They, right? they sent him back for more cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But from last year, okay, three point seven million views. It's almost like people are tuning into Omas. And well, because he's a big seven foot monster. Yeah, look yeah. at the guy. He's a spectacle. Those those. Those guys, people tune in for that shit, okay? That's what and wrestling was built on, guys. What What is the most famous clip in the friggin' world of wrestling? It's Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. Thank you. Okay. There you go. And That's, and, that's one of them anyway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. but 
Okay, but now What's the other one, Austin in the beer truck. Like, come on, no, we're not even talking. <laughs> right, but okay. okay, and now, okay, now, and here, oh, I got here's something for you, and and for those of you who think, well, these big slow guys, oh, this stinks. Okay, here's something. Oh. Um, this is a, this is a segment from Monday Night Raw from a few years ago. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lash, the arm wrestling match. Oh, the best. One hundred fifty three million views. Good God. <laughs> is that real time? Is that real time numbers or that is real, yes. That wow. is as of today. That is crazy. that was a great segment though. Oh, it was. It was. It oh, was incredible. Yeah. But it's like it's almost like WWE. It's like these guys, maybe it's like they actually know what they're doing here. It, mm, maybe Braun Strowman's most jaw-dropping feats of strength. 102 million views in three years. Beautiful. When you're okay. at, when you're sitting around trying to figure out why they hired back Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, the 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 you know the the you know big men slapping meat is not just a funny bit that Big E did it for a podcast. Yeah. It's real. Well, well, but think about it. Think about it. Like, stop about the meme. And the joke, and actually listen to the words the guy says. That's why I'm here. That's why I watched wrestling as a kid. For two big men slapping meat. That is literally what got him to the dance. And now he's a former WWE champion. Like, Rob and I have, and and Jason as well, you know, we share clips amongst ourselves and, you know, a lot of older stuff, like the one we shared recently, Rob, it was uh, Stan Hansen and um, Andre the Giant beating the ever-loving holy hell out of each other. And, and just, it, it's absolutely incredible. And those are the types of things, again, you've got, it's Andre the Giant, who at the time, he was, obviously, Andre was a much larger um overall celebrity and a much better worker than Omas, but it's the same type of thing. He's this dude that towered over everyone else. And, you know, now you look at like, look at the visual of Omas and Brock Lesnar. Like how many people tower over Brock Lesnar? Cause that list is rather short. Yes. Here's another one, dude. And we all know how shitty my memory is. And I've been to at this point between WrestleManias and pay-per-views and live events and Raws and SmackDowns. I've been to, easily a dozen or more WWE events since I've been been coming again. Aside from cheating and saying, you know, oh, these big moments at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. one of the moments that I remember, one of the moments that instantly pops to the top of my head as soon as they say, what's the coolest moment you've seen live? Uh, right up there is Brock Lesnar F5ing the big show because I yeah. happened to see that live, and that was fucking awesome. And that was after he, he it wasn't, it wasn't cool anymore. He did it in 2015. That was probably the 40th time he's done it, you know? And it wasn't new and fresh and exciting anymore, but goddamn, pal, being in the building when that monstrosity of a person picks up another colossus of a person, has him vertical on his shoulders, holy shit, the breath leaves your body. It's but amazing. Can you imagine being in the, in the building the very first time they did the the, the ring collapse gimmick. Oh yeah. my god! Like I was. That's, a, there's there are points in time where I say I wished I'd seen that live as it happened. Yeah. I wish I had been in the building for that one. And I would imagine anytime Brock Lesnar F fives the Big Show, that's got to be an event for that town. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, uh, at the very first WrestleMania, one of the marquee matches 
was a body slam challenge between Andre the Giant Big John Stud. Yep. That was the match. To win the match, you had to body slam your opponent. That's it. Okay. That's all you had to do. You know why? You know why? Body slams are awesome. Yes, because either 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 a seven foot four Come guy on. was going to get body slammed, or a six foot ten guy, three hundred fifty pound guy was going to get body slammed. And you know what? That's all you need. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. why we're here, folks. I hate to break it to you, but we are not. I mean, yes, we're here for the drama and the cartoon characters and the you know. But, you know, sometimes you just don't want to watch two guys run into each other like trains. Yeah, and, and you're building to this this moment. Like, again, the, the moment for, let's let's take Cody and Roman. Yeah, the guys are going to have an awesome match. And if you want to pick it apart clinically, they will give you plenty to, to, to pick apart clinically. But we're watching that match to see who wins. This match is all about the finish. Like, yep. Everything else that happens from bell to bell is icing on the cake. We're there to see the last does, 60 does, seconds. Does Cody Rhodes finish the story or no. does Roman Reigns continue the train to a thousand days? That, that is. is what we are tuning in for. Everything else is, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, Ooh, but it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul Heyman said 1,000 days live on SmackDown last week. We're getting there. Uh-oh. He said it into a microphone on SmackDown. I can't believe we, Rob and I haven't taken our victory lap yet. Well, hoping so. Uh, at, as as Roman Reigns, like I think he, as Roman Reigns creeps up on 1,000 days as your universal champion, he said it out loud into a microphone, print the shirts. It's yeah, happening. it's, you know, and, and I said. Touch it. If it was off the table, they wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Because there's no way we're getting close to this thing again in the next six years. Well, and that's what I said. The the boys from Three Count Thursday, that was their question of the week. Um, You know, who wins, Cody or or Roman? And I said on this show, I planted my flag and said that I could see a scenario where Cody wins. I don't think we need a 1,000 days. We had Mr. Ray Cash on here. Ray put out a good argument. He's like, yes, a 1,000 days is significant, but it's not really breaking anybody's record. The problem is, and, and after I thought about it, Cody can win that belt. Cody has a window of time left where he can win that undisputed universal heavyweight championship. The window to get Roman Reigns to a thousand days. If he loses it in two weeks, that window is shut. Like we're not slammed, super glued, locked. The windows, the window's gone. It's a wall now. Right. We're not doing this again. Yeah. Like we we are not going to get this run again anytime in the next decade. Exactly why they're going to do it? So yeah. w- when I started to really think about it in that context, I was like, no, you know what? They may actually do the thing. There'd be a lot of broken hearts. You thought Dog. people were crying the blues after Sami Zayn got beat? Dog, and who? And I, I'm going to say it every week because it's my most cornerstone point. Who milks that better than a Rhodes? Oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes, it will 100% make a story out of losing at WrestleMania. Coming up just short. I'll get him next time, Pops, and he will, and we will learn from the Roman Reigns experience because then it will not be we're going to put him up against Roman four more times, and then on the fifth time he'll finally break through. No, if we repair them at all, Cody has to win, period, end of story. Yeah, C- Cody wins match number two. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah, match number two is, whether it's— than the- 
Wings clean in less than 10 minutes, frankly. Like, because with the Whether loss, it's at Backlash it's be... or it's at WrestleMania 40, or Cody like. Rhodes is pinning Roman Reigns in the second match. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, have, I have something from our Twitter timeline about, about tonight's uh, wrestling show, which in, in regards yeah. to AEW Dynamite that's on tonight. Well, it's, it's 8.15. Is Mox already bleeding? No, but this is a, something from a, one of our Twitter friends. It says, bro, please pick up the phone. Save us from this CM Punk. <laughs> so how bad is this tonight? We're we're, we're getting save us CM Punk. They're they're begging for CM Punk back because that show has just gone down the crapper so so bad. All, all, all I'm picturing is Rorschach right now. By the way, <laughs> but anyway, I'll look down and whisper. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, look, look, this thing, um, and Brock F5ing almost is going to be, it will be the most watched clip from the entire weekend. It'll be the most played video from the entire weekend. Um, Even if Cody wins? Yes. Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. Okay. Nothing against Cody Rhodes. I love this yes. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I'm here for the American yes. Nightmare. I'm here to see him finish the story. He ain't Brock Lesnar. And, I mean, just the physical feat of him picking him almost and F5-ing him, that will be the most played clip from the entire weekend. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely will be. Okay, so uh, that that was my other point. I know we're building to the F5, but if that big dude goes to Suplex City, that is frankly more impressive. If he gets yeah. three consecutive suplexes, which is, you know, two is not suplex city. It's got to be three or more. If he gets three consecutive suplexes and Brock doesn't let go, like, and we get a full-on, like, 10 out of 10 suplex city, that is going to look absolutely wild. And yeah. more crazy than the F5, honestly. Yeah. And, um, so that's, I mean, so that's what this is for. That's what's going to happen. That that whole building will just blow is gonna blow up when it happens. Yeah. And if he takes one and no sells it and hops right back up, I mean <laughs> which I mean, which I mean, I think yeah, I mean you gotta do that. He's it's on the table. Yeah. And um <clears throat> even just, if Brock wins with the second one, like that that's on the table. Yeah. And um so it's you know, it's just that's why it's happening. That's why it's there. Yeah. Um, and yes, all, yes, I mean, all of you, you work great nerds. Okay. No, it's not going to be a five star match or whatever, whatever. No. Okay. Hey, work great nerds. Be quiet because you just got given edge and Finn Balor in a hell in a cell. So shut up forever. Cause there's something for everybody on this, on this beautiful buffet of wrestling. And, and, and just, and I'm just going to say this. Okay. It's. You get to have your, you know, the reason that you get to go watch, you know, Kenny Omega and Okada wrestle for 40 minutes. It, the reason that you get to do that is because of matches like Brock Lesnar and Omos. Okay? Yeah. Somebody's got to have the five minute, you know, match so that somebody else can go Broadway. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I mean, what I mean is that matches like Brock Lesnar and Omos are the ones that, that pay the rent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. I mean. Because, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if Cody does win here, there will be people saying, I was in the building when Cody won, the, you know, whatever. 
But yeah. there are going to be a lot more people saying, man, I was there when that shit happened, when with Rock F5, because that's going to get played over and over and over. It's going to be on montage after montage after montage of Rock it'll F5 be and almost. In the, it'll be in the WWE like graphical intro by Backlash. Probably, oh, absolutely. That. So then now and forever? It'll, it'll probably be there the Raw after. It'll be in there the Raw after WrestleMania. <laughs> We're not going to wait. I mean, just, I mean... So, yeah, it's just... The match won't even be over, and they'll be like, yeah, start editing that thing. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, so that's why it's, that's why it's happening, because, and again, it was the most viewed thing for Monday night, okay? Mm-hmm. And the most viewed thing, it is just, okay, so guess what, folks? That means somebody wants to see it. Somebody yep. cares, and that's what the point is. Somebody wants to see it, and and... Just like, you know what? Somebody wanted to see Braun Strowman arm wrestle Bobby Lashley. Okay. Yeah. Somebody wanted to see almost beat up other people last year. Okay. I mean, you know, that, that and, you know, there's a reason that, that, you know, they've gone, they've done Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar so many times on pay per view. There's, there's a reason that they've done it that many times, folks. Yeah. There's a reason. Draws you know numbers why? every single time. Every time they do it. Yep. It, people tune in. People yep. people want to see it. And look, people and look, King Kong versus Godzilla is always going to sell more than everything else. All right, it just especially is. Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Godzilla's on the marquee. You hear that, Jay? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> poor Jay. We're yeah. gonna have to have him on here one day. That poor yeah. guy. He but, is um, so over. He is gonna be outmanned. <laughs> yeah. And um, but it's just. I mean. It it does. It just always does. And let me tell you, the um, the you know they have Royal Rumbles. They have some of the Royal Rumbles on the WWE's YouTube channel. And the most viewed, the most like the full match, and the the one with the most views is from 2017, has 132 is that million. Brock solo. And well, here, here's who That's was in Brock defending. Well, no, I mean the, oh. the, the Rumble match itself, the one that has the most. Oh, okay. Okay, they have you know they have several of those you know uploaded on the WWE's YouTube channel, and the one that has the most views is from 2017, and that one had, it had the Undertaker, it had Brock, it had Braun, it had Roman, okay, it had Goldberg. It had all the big boys. Okay. Who won that one? Um, that was the one Randy Orton won. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, and that has 132 million views. That's okay. awesome. All right. So, yeah, th- th- the big guys, the big hitters, okay. I mean, that, okay, again, they, they pay the rent for all the other things. And, yeah. And it's because, it's because people really do want to see it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, and just... That's what it is, folks, and that's why we're getting it. It's still the circus, guys. It's still <clears> the circus. It's still the freak show. It's still the, you know, this, that, the other thing. As much as it has changed into sports entertainment and all that good stuff, the core stuff that was literally under the big top in 1890 still sells today. Yep. And and Vince McMahon figured that out a long time ago, man. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward. I think uh, you know next week we can really kick up our uh, our WrestleMania talk as the the card is starting to come together. You know there are probably at least half dozen or more major matches that have already been announced and more to come. And I think as we go on over the next week or two before this thing really till we get into the week of WrestleMania, we can definitely pick apart the card a little bit more. But on the same uh, on the same weekend, we also have NXT what Stand and Deliver, right? Yes, sir. NXT Stand and Deliver. That card also is starting to get put together. Uh, we have some matches that have been named, but we don't have all the competitors uh, figured out yet. Had a few people qualify last night on NXT. Jason, you want to run down what we've got? Yeah, so we have uh, so far up for grabs. We have the NXT Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, and the NXT North American Championship. S- side note about mid-card titles. And since it was just on on Wednesday, can we kick around the 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 AEW belt rename? And I could give my two cents on this thing. Take it over, because I I barely even. You guys were talking about something, so, and I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> you've been paying attention, the uh, the N uh, NXT, the AEW All Atlantic Championship, which beautiful belt, awesome. You know, Lineage, it's their mid-card title. Orange Cassidy has it right now. It's great. Um, They decided to, because they wanted to defend it in Japan or they had some sort of Japanese representation in the belt and they realized that uh, Japan is nowhere near the Atlantic Ocean. Um, (laughs) So they decided to rename the belt because it was not geographically correct. Uh, And so it is now the AEW... International Championship. What is I just look at that and I'm like, it just falls flat. And it's like I tell told you guys, it is it sounds like a create a wrestler name for a fourth grader, of like a fourth grader put together as create a wrestling fed, and he was making definitely not the intercontinental championship. <laughs> I got news for that a fourth grader. That's some shit that I'll end up doing over the weekend. <laughs> well, right. But, like, the international championship? Okay, what's the difference between the international championship and the world championship? Oh, because it reminds me, like, back in uh, the Jim Crockett days, um, at one point they had the they had the U.S. championship and the national heavyweight championship. Yeah. That's beautiful. And well, makes- well, that was because um, when Crockett was consolidating – try and hold the line against Vince. Uh, I think he bought like Georgia and Georgia had the national championship. And yeah, Georgia won. Championship Wrestling had the national yeah. championship. So well, and point, also what was the Fed he was running at the time? Oh uh, well, well he was running he was in this was the NWA. <laughs> yeah. Right. So at national. least get away that we both have national in the name. Yeah, well and they they ultimately unified the two the national well, and the US like, but even that kind of like squeaks by I guess in wrestling turn. I don't know where the you know where the National Wrestling Alliance. It's the National Wrestling Championship. Sure, whatever. But it, I think it's just a, it's a damn participation trophy, much like the, the TV. <laughs> I've always liked the idea of a TV title. Like, I yeah. never understood, other than, like, we have no lineage to this, why WWE never implemented a, a TV title. But yeah. also, at the same time, how many goddamn belts do we need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Right now, we got, what, we got, like, nine between on the main roster between the two yeah. brands. Yeah, we don't need another belt. No. Yeah. Definitely not. 
But yeah, I, that was just my two cents. Uh, but the belt's still gorgeous, by the way. They still have that uniform blocky, you know, pattern yeah. that they're starting to put through all of their belts. And the belt's still absolutely fantastically gorgeous. Like, that is crap the on one AEW thing that I'll say about AEW. Ooh. Their World Heavyweight Championship belt is awesome that, looking. It it's looks a like nice a nice looking champion. belt. It really is. It is. They're, all their belts are really nice, actually. The, yeah. the redesigned women's one is... I liked the old women's one because I thought it was kind of classic looking. I get it. It's kind of dinky, but... Yeah. You know. And then you have the small, the smallest belt on the roster. Here's a good idea. Let's put it on our biggest girl just to make it look extra weird. Uh, uh, right. Of all the hurt thing, they put it on Jade, right? No, they put it on Nyla Rose at first. Oh, okay, oh. Nyla Rose. That's right. I yeah, I mean, and when you say biggest girl, I thought their biggest star. And when I think of oh, yeah. AEW's roster, I I think of Jade Cargill is one of their bigger stars. No, no, I mean, I meant. Size I didn't one. know you meant physically imposing big. I thought you meant like, um, in presence, their biggest. Right. So you have this a belt that looks like a toy. When you know, uh, who was the first holder of it? Me, uh, not that's that not Sheeta, was it? It's, no, it was um, Riho. Okay. Riho, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she's holding it, and it's this dainty little feminine-looking diamond, because it looked like an old-school, like, 50s women's wrestling belt. It looked right. cool classic. It was awesome. So it looked kind of funny with her holding this little toy belt. Never mind Nyla Rose. Or, uh, yeah, Nyla Rose. So. Yeah. Anyway, we've done talked about uh, AEW yeah. much more than I ever want to here tonight. Let's get back to <laughs> NXT Stand and Deliver. The yeah, so we 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 do have those uh, championship matches. So so far ironed out, we have uh, Fallon and Kiana versus uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And let me interject for one uh, second because um, Alba and Isla Dawn they really look out, out of all the people doing the spooky shit. They they are the most convincing that I've seen in some time. Well, they, didn't somebody say that uh, what's her name actually lives that? Didn't Maddie oh, Isla tell Dawn, us? Yeah, she, she, yeah. yeah, that Isla Dawn actually lives that gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's a she. I believe she's practicing witchcraft or something. I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn, but yes, yeah. she at the very least lives the gimmick a little bit. Yeah, and okay. so they have, and because most of the time, and also people... cosine. That has been some awesome, fun, spooky shit. That going into it, I was like, this is going to be corny and stupid and dumb. No, and they're making they, it work. Nope, they made it work, man. I don't know how. I don't know because, yeah. Yeah, they're making it work, man. All right. So we have them. Uh, so, excuse me. We have them. Uh, we do not have a match yet for the uh, – I'm just kind of bouncing around because it's not solidified yet. But we do not have a match for the NXT Tag Team Championships yet. But they were just defended last night. Uh, Gallus defended against Pretty Deadly and successfully – so I would imagine that I can't imagine a stand and deliver with both without both Pretty Deadly and Gallus. So um, I don't think they're going to do some sort of rematch, but or, but maybe some sort of tag team championship matches in the in the works because that would be very foolish to leave uh, Pretty Deadly off of. Well, the they're, card they're hosting cause... it. They're going to be the hosts. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Excuse me. So maybe maybe they yeah maybe they do stay off. I don't know. But in any case, I think Pretty Deadly are awesome, and they're all they're all done. You know, they're just in a holding pattern like we were talking about um, until they go off to the main roster because 
what else do you want to do with those guys? I mean, they're done. Go. Yeah, send them up. So, and then the the in a beautiful lesson on long term storytelling. We have the long-awaited match that many wondered would it ever even happen. That guy doesn't even work here anymore. Johnny Gargano finally gets his revenge against Grayson Waller for tossing his ass out of, t- out of the performance center the first time around. So that is going to be fun as hell. I don't know if any either of you got anything to say there, but all I have to say is long-term storytelling and... You know, it's two of the most it's, entertaining guys in the in the absolutely. In the and so I, and what I like about this is, again, Gargano pulling double duty because Gargano was on Monday night. Yeah. And yeah. he came out to bail out uh, Edge when Judgment Day, you know, went in for the beatdown. Gargano, Loomis and Candice Lorray came down. So it's, it's good to see Gargano, you know, pulling double duty. And uh, like I said, he's not we talked last week. Gargano's not going to be on the Mania card, but. Gargano made it to Mania Weekend one way or another. I'm Absolutely. glad. I'm glad yeah. to see it. That's a good work right there. It's good stuff, man. Um, but then we have a still filling out is the women's bracket. We have a ladder match. It looks like it's going to be a four way. So so far we had Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan uh, qualify for that. God, um, I paid money the, just to see the two of them in a one on one. I mean match. the so the. Has Roxanne Rob? Do you want to jump in here because you follow her very, very closely? Has Roxanne actually been stripped yet, or is that still happening? Um, well, okay, because when Sean Michaels t tweeted yesterday that you know I think we might have to crown a new champion, so uh-huh. now they you know they're working the injury angle here, so it is possible that. She comes back in time for the match, right? Um, right. Because I don't. This is otherwise. This is a little confusing. I mean, unless she's like, because <clears throat> they did it. They did an angle last week, an injury angle. She did a stretcher job and everything. And, but with what they're doing here, I'm not exactly sure. Like, like, what the hell's going on? Like, is she like really hurt? Because this, I mean, I mean, or I don't know. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, this I, is an odd one. It yeah, is, really. because um, It is um, because, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on here. Like, because it, it. Yeah. It, it gives the impression that she's, like, actually injured some kind of yeah. way. But. You, you I, know how we can find out? Just watch, watch, watch the show. The watch show. The show. <laughs> yeah. Just watch the show. the show. I will say with <laughs> the just watch the show caveat that we always throw out there. I was just about to say that, sorry, in the year 2023, injury angles have to be done the correct way. And in my opinion, that was not done the correct way. I was actually worried for the real person. And I know working you into a shoot and blah, 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 blah. No, working you into a shoot is like getting me so mad at Dean Ambrose that I want to punch his lights out if I see him at the bar, like after the show. It's not going home being like, hey, man, is that girl going to be okay? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate opinion, line. It's time, it's time to leave that shit behind in terms of working you into a shoot and whatnot. Um, the only thing but, I'll say about that is the, the internet has really ruined a lot of the nuance in storytelling. So you almost have to make it so believable 
that somebody is sitting there questioning whether or not did she really get hurt just so the stuff doesn't get spoiled. And, and yeah, you, but you're trying to suspend disbelief. Kayfabe is dead. Like I never, I never have to worry about is, you know, is Stephen Amell okay when the arrow gets, you know, knocked off the building. You know, I, yeah, but I think we're con- comparing apples to oranges when we're talking pro wrestling because people yeah. don't sit there and try and spoil on li- online whether or not Stephen Amell is actually dead. Right. That's you know, right. it's they don't do that with anything else other than pro wrestling. So yeah. if you want to tell a good story and, and you want people to buy in, unfortunately, where we are in 2023, you've almost got to find a way to make people believe it. This is why we're getting work shoot promos this is why we're getting people that are hitting below the belt you know and and you you cut these promos and somebody goes whoa i can't believe they went there well they've got to you you've got to bring some real life heat in here so that people start to question again that that start to wonder that shit i don't care about though i don't it doesn't bother me it doesn't like right it's very inside baseball and i've been very clear about how i feel about inside baseball and wrestling but I almost understand why they have to do it, given the culture of the fandom these days. Right. That's the other thing is I do understand why they do it. In my opinion, I there's nothing wrong with feeling like you're watching a television show. And if you didn't do a stretcher spot, like make it pretty obvious that right. okay, the character is hurt, you know. And you and I can do that because we watch this shit the way we're supposed to. You've got right. people out there that legitimately want to know every single little backstage thing. So they're going to want to know, is she really hurt? It's like, does it matter? Just watch the damn show. Tune in next week. And if she yeah. shows up on crutches with a fake cast on her leg, go with it. Play yeah, along. Right. True. So. Yeah. All right, what's up next? That's okay. Oof. Um, I'm just amazed at how I, I'm – I accidentally clicked on something and I'm just like, wow, we've really been here a long time um, because I'm reading about the NXT Women's Championship. And we're talking about, you know, Roxanne Perez and Alba Fire and all these people and all the things that go around to it, around it and all the things that are in its orbit and all the people who have held it. And I look at this and I just see a random fra- uh, thing that just makes me go, really? That's a thing that happened in June 2012. W- uh, let's see. Oh, man. Paige successfully defended her title at a rival against Emma. Then NXT general manager John Bradshaw Layfield stripped Paige of the title in April 2024 episode of NXT as she had recently won the Divas, the WWE Divas Championship. Literally, the sentence gets more funny as it goes on. (laughs) And and she won the Divas Championship her first night on Raw. Yeah. And, yep. And it's just like, wow, Emma and Paige and, like, general manager of NXT, John Bradshaw Layfield, the Divas Championship. And then you just think about all those people now and where their journeys took them and just, like, you're like, wow. And that's now Emma's back in the company. Since you're talking about that, who oh. the NXT Women's Championship next? Oh. Uh, it was stripped. And then who it won was, it after? No, Vacant. Vacant won it. No, what? Well, <sighs> look, you... you <laughs> You brought this up, sir, not me. You brought this random thing up out of the... <laughs> I did not bring this up, okay? Yeah, yeah, Bailey, go on. Jason, you have to deliver us from evil now. 
I am simply piggybacking on the on the, on the point that you chose. All right, hang on. Let me see here. So she won the Divas Championship. She had to she had to drop some stuff happened, and then William Regal announced that Bailey's defending her title against Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he go, he gave you the cliff notes and glossed right uh, over the clean. <laughs> this guy. This guy, I tell you. Yeah, so Bailey and Sasha Banks invented women's wrestling. Got it. I thought Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling. Mm. My bad, you <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My God. We just fell off the rails here. Yeah. So, I, quick question here. So, I, I like how we pivoted from uh, Grayson Waller wanting to kill Braun Breaker to now he wants to kill Shawn Michaels to now Johnny Gargano's doing Shawn's dirty work. We got so we we've finally pivoted into Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes, correct? Yes, yeah, and I think yeah. that's going to double as a loser leave town match. As, a, as I, an unofficial, yeah, as an unofficial loser leave town loser leave town match. All right, Paul's going to lose. Well, I'm, I'm just I said well look whoever's losing is out of there. We know they're going up to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Also, um, Grayson Waller continues his fantastic Twitter work. Like, fantastic. Did you guys see the, the tweet? It was a week ago. It was, um, you know, everybody, everybody she, literally, Sean uh, Grayson is doing, you know, is this what you meant, Sean? When he says, earlier in the night, Sean Michaels said, everybody here had the same opportunities. Literally 15 minutes later, Mello and uh, Braun are in the ring. And Braun goes, hey, remember when Sean pulled us into his office and said we were the two guys? And <laughs> they're like Will Smith with the picture, like, hello? <laughs> like, the heel has a point, guys. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I have to have to do another news break. Uh oh. This is a this is a day we must mark on the calendar forever. Oh no. John Moxley finished a match and did not bleed. What? Bless. Do you get to, what? I mean, is he going to be ringside for something later? Hang on. <laughs> Gotta make it to the end of the show, man. Well, yeah, but <laughs> cut himself open in catering. Yeah, yeah but um, just just had to just because you know we do, we do the John Moxley blood watch every week. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's almost become a trope of this show because we record while they're on live. Yeah. So yeah. somebody usually breaks in with this. Just and, in John Moxley bleeding again. Uh, not for nothing, he usually bleeds before we're done recording. Yeah, he does. Yes. And we don't get to the end of the show always. Yes. <laughs> so were oh, there any other matches on this card, or did we wrap them? Because like I said, it's still it's still a work in progress. We don't yeah. even have all the, the competitors in some of the matches that, that have been announced. Yeah. Uh, so there's two more coming in the four-way for the, for the women's championship, and then there are four more coming, because none of Wesley's opponents for the Fatal Five-way have been announced for the yeah. West Lee's the only one announced for the match. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a great show. I think we're gonna get like we talked about the last uh, big event they did. I, it was a felt like a mix of the old black and gold and enough of the 2.0, which I don't even think they're calling it 2.0 anymore, are they? No, no. That's just NXT again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be a good mix. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of really good competitors on there. A lot of really oh. compelling angles going into the thing. One one last thing. One last thing. Okay. We can't keep doing this to fucking Dijak, guys. We can't. 
Sean? I saw your tweet Sean? about a week ago. Listen to me, dude. I get it. He's probably not the best character actor you've ever had in your life. He's still a really talented wrestler who you fucking apparently believe in because you put him on TV a whole hell of a lot. Let me tell you, man, when you get him a new character and you ride him all the way to the finish line and you do some cool shit that involves his get, you make a new match type that involves his gimmick, the jailhouse match for the kind of cop looking dude, Cobra, you know, for lack of a better term, like, and then he loses and he loses it in an embarrassing fashion, like. Stop it. What are we doing? If he's just going to be, you know, the latter half of Dolph Ziggler's career for his entire career in NXT, just tell me now. Because I'll stop getting my hopes up for the dude. I Jason mean, has a personal man, involvement here. I'm, I'm glad the dude's getting paid. I'm glad the dude's getting taken care of. You know, obviously, I even if things don't work out, he doesn't become WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. God damn it, go get a paycheck. Pin me, pay me, pal. I, it's it's work, and I love the guy. So, but holy shit, I can't invest in the dude anymore. I can't. Like I'm going to obviously. I always am because I'm a bobo and I love the guy. But people aren't going to invest in this dude anymore. You're just you you just literally build him up to knock him down. And I'm yeah, sorry. That, that was very odd. Like they they had the vignettes of him burning shit. the mask. Tony you know, does not need any wins. That guy could lose from here to September, and he would be just fine just because of the character he is and everything around him. Yeah. He is fine. Dijak kind of needs a win. Yeah. And, and there are some people like that. Like, I, I, some people can get away. I remember, I think back to The Rock's Rise, when he first split from the nation and he had back-to-back matches with Ken Shamrock. He had a match with uh, Mark Henry. And Iraq went on a losing streak. You know, it's, he lost to Mark Henry. At that point in time, who the hell was Mark Henry? But Mark Henry, being Mark Henry at the time, and obviously this was well before the, uh, the House of Pain, you know, run, um, Mark Henry was still trying to find his footing. So every win... Aesthetically, when you're watching somebody on TV, as Jason's trying to point out, if you want people to invest in this person as a heel or as a babyface, unfortunately, some people do need to win. And I think Dijak is one of those guys. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, he's a physical specimen of a human being, but he doesn't have that extra something that a Tony D'Angelo does. And that extra something sometimes protects you from the losses and you know I, I don't think people take that in we you know we often talk about how wins and losses don't matter and they don't until they do and, yeah. and i think this is one of those situations where if we're going to invest in this and believe that this dude is a badass he's got to win something jason i don't disagree with your, you yeah. your record your wins and losses <clears throat> record unless it is something ridiculous and embarrassing doesn't matter your win streaks and your recent wins and your recent wins and losses absolutely do fucking matter. Right. Well, and now let's put it one even bigger, and I'm not trying to compare this guy to The Undertaker, but how do, how shitty does The Undertaker look if he loses the very first casket match? Right. Like Jason was saying, they created a match specifically tailored around Dijak's gimmick. 
and he lost also, the match. The match idea is awesome. I hope they use that more often. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, lost, I'm sure he you lost his own been... match. That's the shits, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And just like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I don't expect him to, like, all of a sudden start, you know, knock off Carmelo Hayes or whoever's NXT champion this summer. But good God, let me win. Let the dude win and let me let me go in. Because now I'm just going to go, whatever his next feud is, I'm just like, all right, whatever. He's going to win a couple matches. But when it comes for the match of the feud, he's absolutely going to get smoked. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and, always I, and I just a- walk in with no expectations. That's been a long-time trope at WWE that's always driven me insane. They'll bring this person in, make them larger than life, and they'll always win the little battles, mm-hmm. but then lose the war. And I'm like, why did I invest so much time into this? Right. And it's those guys who do that repeatedly that it's like, okay. Yeah. This is like not He's going to come out, and he's going to get the beat down on Tony D on a random episode. He's going to beat him down, beat him within an inch of his life, standing tall, looking good, and then he gets to the premium live event and... You know, Stax saves the the boss man and, you know, tosses him. uh, I guess. Rob, you got any parting thoughts here? Uh, Well, I guess, how much time do we have? How how are we doing? We got a couple minutes. Go for it, buddy. We're not quite um, at 90 minutes yet. Okay. Because I was just thinking about this, uh, you know, this whole Ray Wyatt um, business here. All right, we can talk a little well, bit more. We got a little deep into the Bray Wyatt, but let's, let's 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 talk about that. Let's tread carefully in terms of like rumor and conjecture and right. people being sent okay. home. And well, yeah, I wasn't. We don't, yeah, know, I, we don't know what's actually going on. Let's right. Let's and just, I, I was. Yeah, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. But just and um, our well, because I think well, there's a. I think there's a. It's time to have a conversation now. You know, outside of the rumors and all of this stuff, you know, we don't need to speculate on like we don't we don't really know. But it, we're at, I think we're at a point now where well, because I, I, our boss uh, Greg Marco was talking about this and saying he wonders if uh, <clears throat> you know with the amount just if it's if it's time just to reconsider just how much. Create, you know, creativity, creative freedom. This guy gets, and just this thing is going taking way too long. And I guess I mean just because what, what I've been thinking about is just that. At the end of the day, okay, it's a TV show about people who play a sport, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, and Taya Valkyrie is challenging Jade. That should be good when it happens. Okay. Um, uh, but. But all this, all of the weird, wacky shit you do, ultimately, or even like the serious characters, like it all originates from people wanting to win in the sport that they play. And so it's just, there's right now, there's zero connection to all this Uncle Howdy stuff and, you know, the, the sport. Like, and, because even with like the Undertaker, Undertaker is, is you know the icon of you know spooky characters. At one, they eventually he came out and because it, it was it was like shortly before Kane arrived when Paul Bear was saying you know Kane is coming and blah 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 blah. 
uh, he cut Undertaker did this promo where he finally explained, like, look, this is why I wear the trench coat and the hat and have all this imagery of the mortuary and all this shit. Right. And he explained it. Right. He says, I use this stuff as basically as it's almost like Batman. Basically, use the symbolism to intimidate and to inspire yourself and all of this. Right. And he explained it. Right. Because eventually you had to do that. Because otherwise, why is this, you know, seven foot guy wearing a damn trench coat and a hat and having a mortuary symbolism all over him to come out and play a sport? Right. And we talked about that on this show, Rob, I think in the early days of the podcast as a gimmick, like just on paper, the Undertaker is stupid. Like, yeah. it, like, why in the hell is an Undertaker and uh, just not the Undertaker? Why is an Undertaker in the professional wrestling business? Like, just say that to yourself and tell me that it doesn't sound stupid. Now, they turned it into something absolutely incredible that is timeless. But the 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 concept of it is dumb. Right. And But they eventually did connect it to... Why is this man playing a sport? Right. And that's what made it work. Part of what made it work. Yeah. And so at some, if, if, if we're, if he's never going to explain why with all this, why, why, why all of this shit going on, if he's never going to explain why he's playing a sport for a living instead of, you know, like hunting teenagers at some summer camp or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, right. If he's, if he's never going to explain that, then, well, what because because why should anybody else bother with him, right? Why, why would I play against you in the sport if if you're doing all this crazy shit? Yeah, like, you know why? Why are you here? Like, why are you playing a sport? And and why? Um, then why are you at the Mortal Kombat tournament if you're not gonna get any fights? And. Or it's, even look, look. I mean, look at we're okay. asking. Yeah, and okay. I mean, like Roman Reigns, this whole motive, the whole motivation behind becoming the tribal chief and getting Paul Heyman, and you know, and you know, more closely enlisting Jimmy and Jay. The whole motivation was ultimately to win more stuff. And he explained why, because I'm the head of a fucking dynasty, and this is what's expected of me. Right, I'm expected to win stuff. Yeah. Okay. It ultimately that's what it is. Um, you know, um, you know, the 14-time women's champion. Ultimately, she is there to win things. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, and the motivation's very, very black and white. I mean, it's very. Yes. I and exactly it's and or the road warriors. You know, we used to get in fights all the time. Somebody told us, "Why don't you guys fight for money instead?" And cool. you can go do it here. And if you win the fights, you get to make more money. <laughs> okay. You know, and if Rick, you win some more of those fights, they give you a big gold belt and you get even more money. Right. And, you know, Ric Flair, I want, you know, I'm the world champion. I want to stay the world champion because I get to make more money and I get to buy more fur coats and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, and buy so more things has be, for women that aren't my wife. Well, yeah, that too. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, or it's just, there's, there, you know, you have to tie whatever your character is, you have to tie it into, you know, why are you playing the sport? Right? You know, why? Why, why are you here? Why are you doing this? Why are you, pl- why are you playing a sport for a living? 
you know, and I think you nailed. Guys can you can answer the question with, "Hey, why do you play the sport?" Well, because I'm a professional wrestler. Some guys can answer it that way and make it make sense. Well, Not and I many. think that's AJ Styles, for instance. He's the first guy I thought of. Like, he's a professional wrestler because he's a professional wrestler. I don't know. And like DJ was saying. Some guys don't have need that extra thing. They don't need to win a lot. They don't need to do this. They don't. And again, AJ is one of those guys who can be. I'm here because I'm a professional wrestler. That's yeah. not everyone. But even in in his case, he could tie it into his story. Look, I played. I'm a. He was a competitive athlete. He played sports in high school. I think maybe oh, yeah. in college or whatever. And. Yeah. For, for some people, just even that's it's well, very no, simple. I mean, at this point in his career, when he came to WWE, it's like, why do you do this? Well, it's because I'm, I'm a professional wrestler at this point. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about why you're even in the business in the first place. Right. Sure. Exactly. We're not even getting like, you know, wh- why, why Bray Wyatt, why, wh- why did you choose to play a sport for a living with all this weird shit you got going on? Yeah. And that's the, I think that's the missing component here is motivation. Like, What's the motivation? Like, as much as I didn't dislike the feud with him and L.A. Knight, it was so random. Like, why are you feuding with L.A. Knight? And 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 remember, you know, I, Bray Wyatt kidnapped um, L.A. Knight, tortured him, beat him up while he was right. kidnapped and bound. But L.A. Knight's the heel. Okay, it's it's been very confusing, and then I think this is one of those situations where WWE creative gets lost in its own sauce, because there's a lot of flash and bang with Bray Wyatt and anything associated with him, but I think they get so bedazzled by that that their follow-up is lacking. They did the same damn thing with Corbin. They had a freaking gem in bum-ass Corbin. Like, broke Corbin was one of the best characters on TV at that point. Corbin understood the assignment, creative understood the assignment, and sitting right there was a great redemption story. Like, there was an opportunity for Corbin to go, you know what? I'm down on my luck, not because the world hates me. I'm down on my luck because I'm an asshole. You know, maybe stop being an asshole, and I can turn my own luck around. But that wasn't what they did with it. Instead, we got so much better. You think, okay, I didn't dislike Happy Corbin. You think it was better than a redemption? Like, look at where Corbin yes. is now. Like, because right now, uh, Corbin's in limbo no. because there was no follow up with Happy Corbin. Mm. There was nowhere to go from Happy Corbin. There was no right. evolution from there, at least with a, a redemption story, and you turn him into this relatable baby face. Like, hey, we've all screwed up in life. We've all taken our lumps. We've all hit rock bottom. How we drag ourselves. It's not about the setback. It's about the comeback. That was the story they had with Baron Corbin, and they didn't tell it. No one was interested in a Baron Corbin comeback, though. But nobody's interested in the, the you know, New Age wrestling god Baron Corbin either. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, so, yeah, that was a... That they've was done a the same thing with Bray, with Bray Wyatt. They, they introduced Uncle Howdy with no real clear defining motivation as to who Uncle Howdy is. And I don't mean like who's the person behind the character, like who the F is Uncle Howdy to begin with. You know, Bray Wyatt's been around for 10 years. He's been everything from a swamp master to a, a, you know, a a serial killer. And all of a sudden there's the, and we've heard for years about sister Abigail, sister Abigail, they never delivered on sister Abigail. Suddenly we have an Uncle Howdy. 
and they try to deliver on Uncle Howdy, and this is why we fought for years for them to never reveal Sister Abigail. I think Rob and I both said this on the podcast ages ago, and Jason, you may have been part of that discussion. Like, we uh, never need to see uh, an actual incarnation of Sister Abigail because it destroys the mystery. I have and, no idea if I was on this podcast or not. I 110% agreed. We did not need any sort of physical representation of Sister Abigail. No, right. we didn't need her spirit to inhabit Alexa Bliss. We didn't need her spirit to inhabit Bright Wyatt like they were going to do before he got the mumps or whatever he did. Right. Um like, we did not need any of that. She needed to be this amorphous spirit right? and figure in his past. And I think that's what's happened here with Uncle Howdy. Now we have a physical manifestation of Uncle Howdy, and it stinks. And it stinks and honestly, because— if they kept Uncle Howdy to even the TV messages and things like that, okay. Okay, I can deal with that. If he just does, like, you know, a—, a a segment on TV, on the big screen, on the whatever. Now he's actually a physical person and he's wrestling and it's definitely Bo Dallas. And like, I don't know. Well, he got, he got speared by Bobby Lashley the last time we saw him. So yeah, that, I mean, that doesn't exactly, again, we're going back to the Dijak argument. If you want me to invest in this thing, I need to believe that it's a threat. Yeah, why am I going to invest in the Ooga Booga, you know, spirit guy who turns the lights off, who controls the fog, whoever, whatever, whatever, if all that just gets cut short by, you know, yeah, one spear from Bob Lashley? The, the other thing was, when they first started with the Uncle Howdy stuff, it looked like Uncle Howdy was pulling the strings. And then at the end of the uh, Lights Out Mountain Dew match, or Dark match, or whatever the hell they called it, um suddenly Bray Wyatt looks like he's the one controlling Uncle Howdy. And it just, like you said, it got lost in its own sauce. I think it was a a cool idea, and I was excited to see Bray Wyatt again. I have been a big fan of most of the stuff Bray Wyatt's done, even the ridiculous, because I can, you know, I, I can put enough of it aside to say, okay, let me find something about this I enjoy. I'm not. I, man, I've tried. Honest to God, I've tried. I've been, And I think of the three of us, I've been the most patient with it. And I said last week, we need either shit or get off the pot with this. Yeah, and I just, because um, even if you look like, okay, so, I mean, the original Wyatt family, they were trying to win stuff. You know, um, you know, they, you know, Harper and Rowan challenged for the tag team titles a bunch of times. You know, Bray eventually won the world title. Right? They were they were trying to win things, and, and they were spooky swamp people, but they were spooky swamp people who wanted to win stuff. Yeah, they had a motivation. Um, mm-hmm. Even the Fiend, the Fiend went after Seth Rollins, who was the Universal Champion. Well, so, and the Fiend got his own special weird belt. So it mean, at least I don't know why, because they never really explained that. But okay, it's wrestling, and the Undertaker also wanted to be World Champion at some point. So I guess I can play along. But you made it important because the fiend has his own special belt, so it's like okay. Yeah, and, and I guess that's more effort than you're giving in some with this some of this stuff. And for me, it's just like like what are we doing? Um, um, you know, and yeah, I you know, like I'm to me, I'm 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 done with it. Um, and. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, like I said, it, dog, it's like I said last week, or maybe the week before. 
good mysteries answer one question and then give you two give you one answer and then two more questions yeah bright wyatt is just giving us four more questions a week and one answer maybe a month yeah and 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 that's just just not fun that's not enjoyable that's not whatever unless this ends with some sort of giant ripoff like we're not peeling the onion back layer by layer we're just going a tour de force thing on wrestlemania weekend and we find out who Uncle Howdy is, and then we, you know, he decides he wants to challenge Roman Reigns, and blah 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 blah. And we hyperspace through some of this stuff. Maybe that's the only even foreseeable payoff that I could get to. That I'm like, okay, I guess. Now I'm just like I'm bored, and I don't care anymore. Yeah, and I uh, just, I mean, you know, and then, you know, I feel bad for Bobby, right? Yeah, because um, he was, you know, because he was stuck with this, and now, um. Now he may not even have a match on the damn card if they can't find, you know, if, if this thing ends up not happening and then they don't, you know, and they don't, they don't cook something up here in the next two weeks. Um, right. You know, and then, I mean, there were reports that, you know, Brock basically said, not going to work for me, brother, when they brought it to him. Yeah. Uh, I think where I'm at with it, if it, if, because there's different, stories of what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. One of it is he's had some creative differences and he went home. One of them is he's got some physical issues. So he went home, not speculating. That's not what we do here. Um, my thing is if they end up, if he ends up doing something at WrestleMania or, you know, right around that time, I'm giving it until the conclusion of WrestleMania. I'm still hopeful that there's going to be, that they're going to tie all this into something. I'm hopeful. Um, they teased Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has been in witness protection now for several weeks. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not overly optimistic that they really know where they're going with this. But I'm going to give it to the end of WrestleMania, and then after that, I'm going to start checking out because if it hasn't, if it hasn't significantly leapt forward, I'm not invested anymore. If we get past WrestleMania and we have no answer about the fiend Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt and that nugget that they've dropped almost every single week Alexa's been on screen if we don't have an answer to that I will tell you that that the the fiend gimmick itself is straight up cursed yeah like there's no other way around it man just go back to the swamp guy just go back to the swamp get your little hat bring Rowan back and Let's go. Yeah. And, and um, because, you know, and I would just say, you know, if you can find somebody who fits. Get, get um, a, Johnny Hungy or something over to, to and, take, uh, to take Harper's spot. And then, and you can, and, you know, you can do a proper kayfabe tribute to Luke Harper even, right? Yeah. Well, and, that's yeah. why I was, that's why I was kind of serious actually about, um, John Silver. Like, you know, yes, he's a bearded guy. He can fill the gap, but also, he was a guy who was in Luke Harper's other the big thing, and so oh, it's yeah. a nice little kayfabe homage. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And because to me that look, that's when that's when the whole thing was, you know, at its best when the, I think the original. And because I, look, I think I, it's very important to my formative wrestling years when I came back that Roman's first feud was Bray Wyatt, and that thing fucking ripped. And I don't oh, yeah. when, that that night when when the Shields squared up with the Wyatt family. Oh, right? I wasn't around for that. Oh, okay. Well, that was. Oh, well, I was, and that was. I mean, that was 
that was as big a deal as anything. I mean, right? I mean, and now it's just like, like, why, why are you here? Um, are you just here to sell T-shirts? Yeah, that's what Evan feels like. Feels like he's feels like he's just there to sell T-shirts yeah. or or you know, yeah. howdy masks or something. And that right. really seems to be the only. And not for nothing. The biggest thing is when he's. Yeah, he's not Dean Malenko or whatever you want to call it. But that dude can fucking go, given the proper opponent and the proper quarterback. And he's oh, one of yeah. those dudes who is raised levels and levels if he is above, if he is in the, again, I point to his Hell in a Cell match with Roman Reigns. Um, you know, he, he can go, and now he's barely wrestling, and he's wrestling two-minute segments in the stupid, like, Mr. Rogers get up. And then he, you know, he wrestles as... I love the uh, the uh, blackout match, so I can't say anything about that. Uh, the pitch black match, excuse me. I got to get my uh, merchandising correct. Uh, the Mountain Dew pitch black match was awesome, and the UV paint, and we, we went over that. You can go over that a couple of weeks ago. But I'm running out of steam, guys, and I really, really, really don't want to. That's the most yeah. frustrating part. I want to like Bray Wyatt. I want to like everything he's doing. I have in the past, and it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we close out the show here uh, as we end talking about Bray Wyatt again. So if we're talking about him twice in a row, maybe something's working that we're not aware of. Um, But hopefully they go somewhere with it. I'm going to wrap back around the room here, say thank you to my hosts, uh, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Thank you, sir. Good night tonight. Thank you, my friends. This has been excellent as always. Yes. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, sir, thank you. Uh, thank you, and just one more time. Fuck you, fighting in sports. Fuck you, big event in New York. <laughs> yeah, you got that last little whack with the shovel yeah, in yeah. there. I am the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us again on thechairshot.com. Remember to always use your head. And remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in a ring. And we're out of here till next week.